Anna Lister is a rock climber and photographer from Jersey. As Rock Climber Girl on Instagram, she has built a 15,000 strong following. She proudly shows off Jersey's best climbs and her travels in her van. I'm Megan Davis, and in this episode of the Bailiwick Podcasts, I spoke to Eleanor about learning to trust again after a bad injury, why Jersey is a hidden mecca of the sport, and how she built a community on social media. So, thank you, Eleanor, for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, could we start by talking about your background in, in climbing, and also in photography, actually, you mentioned this earlier. Yeah, of course. So, um, I actually started climbing, um, I was working on a ship in Australia, and it's quite amusing when I think back on it, because... Uh, Twice a week, the guys would go around the ship and they would say, hey, does anyone else want to join us climbing? We're heading to the wall. And it sounded so silly. I genuinely found myself (laughs) saying to them, what's the point in taking the path of most resistance up a wall just to come back down? (laughs) So uh, I, I didn't join them for a few times and then eventually they convinced me and I fell in love. I went to that climbing wall and within the first five minutes I realised that it's so much more about the problem solving with your body and figuring out how you can get to the top of this quite difficult route by using balance or momentum or body positioning. It's so much more about problem solving and it's just interesting. It's really, really fun. It gets gets all of your muscles going and quite a strenuous workout at times but I realised there was so much more than just getting to the top and I fell in love I love it I've climbed ever since yeah was that indoors or outdoors that was indoors yeah I went outdoors um actually on the same trip and I was terrified I got halfway up the cliff and I was shaking like absolutely unbelievable I think back now and it's uh it's really it's fun. It's a fun memory to, to see how far I've come, those heights. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, as an aside, you mentioned working on a ship. What was that? So I spent some time with Sea Shepherd, who's a, um, they're a, an environmental group um, that focus on direct action, um, marine wildlife conservation. Uh, so I spent two years with them um, up north in the Faroe Islands and then across to uh, Australia. We went down to Antarctica, so most of my time was spent down in Antarctica. Um, we did a couple of campaigns um, around Japan. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's it was well worth it. It was it was an excellent experience. I learnt a lot. Uh, met some amazing people. Obviously, there's sad times as well when you're working for an environmental group, but it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and um, you mentioned earlier as well uh, about photography and that sort of mm. all working together. Could you tell me about your photography, how you got into that and uh, what, what you do with that? I can't even remember how I got into photography. I think I my mum had one of those little uh, three megapixel pocket cameras and I just started taking it everywhere. <laughs> and I've been taking photos ever since. I, um, I love it. It's, it's brilliant. I think it, it was sort of my first proper creative outlet um, and then learned how to edit. Um, yeah, just kind of went from there really and yeah. So after Australia, did you come back to Jersey and what was that like? Yeah, I came back to Jersey. So um, I, 
I'd obviously started climbing by this point, so I came back to Jersey, um, decided that uh, I was going to you know, settle down in Jersey again after traveling, got involved in climbing more. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, how do you find the climbing in Jersey? Like, is, are there things about it that are really different? Or um, what, what's it like, basically? Jersey climbing is very impressive. It's essentially a hidden mecca in, in the UK. Um, not many people know about Jersey climbing. It's slowly getting more and more uh, out there and people are coming to Jersey to climb, but we've we've been so lucky over the last, um, probably since the 60s, that people have been um, exploring Jersey cliffs and the Jersey Rock Climbing Club itself, which I'm a part of, um, has been going since the 60s. Um, the fact that Jersey has that history of climbing is really impressive. Do we get a lot of uh, visitors and people who come for sort of a climbing holiday or something like that? Is that something we could be maybe exploiting as an island in terms, in terms of tourism? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah, we've definitely seen more climbers visiting Jersey from the UK um, and Europe. It's, it's slowly getting out there that Jersey is a place to come to climb and because it's so accessible from the UK, you can take a short flight or you can take a ferry over. Um, they usually get in touch with the Jersey Rock Climbing Club and they'll say, hey, I'm interested in, in climbing. What can, you, uh, like, what can you tell me? And we've got guidebooks. We've got information available for climbers. It's mostly just getting the word out there that Jersey is a brilliant place for climbing. Um, and, yeah, like, it's, it's getting there. When people do come over, where do you send them? <laughs> <laughs> oh... The best place in Jersey to climb is around Groney. So um, there's climbing all over Jersey, coastal climbing. Um, the east doesn't really have much of it. There's some down south towards Corbiere and Beauport, but Groney is really where the climbing gets really incredible. We've got those massive cliffs. You can see one just as you park at the car park. There's, there's a crag there where people climb. Um, there's quite hidden ones down the sides. There's thousands and thousands of routes around Groney. So it's quite spectacular really to have such a small area of the island that's such that's got such dense climbing and such brilliant climbing within it as well mm. I suppose there's um, two things I want to pick up on uh, one is do you find you saw the island from a, in a new light when you came back and then the second thing is just a safety thing do you want to put um, sort of a caveat on this that people don't just venture out to Crone without knowing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think one of the most beautiful things about climbing in Jersey, and we get a lot of new climbers that say this, is just how you see the island from a you know as you say from a different light. You go down to places that you never realised existed. Um, there are parts of the island that are essentially unexplored unless you get down there specifically for climbing. Um, some areas you might even have to abseil down to. And I think it's worth stressing here that you shouldn't go adventuring down Jersey's cliffs unassisted. If you don't know what you're doing, please be careful. Um, but, you know, the Jersey Rock Climbing Club uh, welcome new climbers all the time. So if you are inexperienced and you, you would like to get into climbing or exploring those different areas of Jersey, like get in touch with us. You know, we're happy to share information, welcome new climbers. We've got equipment. We spend time outside during the summer. You're more than welcome to join us. Be careful on those cliffs but they are incredible and you see a lot more of Jersey. 
You mentioned the club a few times, but it's like quite a welcoming scene, isn't it? Well, I'd like to think the club is welcoming. I hope I hope that people feel like the club is welcoming. I'm obviously a huge advocate for the club itself. I am biased because I'm on the committee, but I think also having that culture of welcoming new climbers, sharing information, sharing resources, equipment when, where we can, um, and just giving people that point where they can come into an area where they know that they'll be safe, they'll be you know, looked after, so to speak, but also we're here to teach you, we're here to pass on that information, um, pass on that knowledge that we've got and help you grow as a climber. And uh, I'm such a big advocate for making sure that people do feel welcome and helping them learn and grow. I think fairly shortly after you came back to Jersey, you had quite a bad accident. Do you want to talk me through sort of... Uh, what happened, how bad that was, basically? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> so I think I'd been climbing for around eight months, um, and I took a particularly bad fall. And it's worth saying here that um, climbing accidents are rare. They're not common at all. What happened to me was a freak accident, and it's something that I could have prevented myself if I had listened to myself and said, OK, you know, let's slow down, let's take a rest. Um, but I fell on my arm. I fell 15 feet straight onto my arm and broke it pretty badly. <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly what type of fracture it was, but the two forearm bones, um, they, they shattered, they twisted, and then they came through the skin. <laughs> It was, I don't know if you want to edit that part out, maybe, but it was a horrible fracture. <laughs> um, and luckily for me, um, the paramedic on the scene was, I, I was told later, luckily for me, I was told later by one of the nurses in A&E that if the paramedic hadn't been as experienced as he was, I would have lost my arm. So it was quite a severe fracture. Um, the interesting thing that came after that wasn't the physical healing. I think my arm took about six months to heal and I've got some, I had surgery, I've got plates in there now, but it was the mental side. It was the confidence. And um, every time I went climbing after that, it was like the, the fear response was unbearable. And it took quite a lot for me to push yeah. through that and carry on climbing. Um, contemplated selling my gear quite a few times and you know there was a lot of hesitation but eventually got there yeah um talk me through what sort of formed of that fear was it uh, if you were at a height was it just kind of getting outside um with a sort of different components to that the biggest part of the the recovery um, insofar as the, the emotional response was trust. I suddenly realised that I didn't trust anything. I didn't trust my partners. I didn't trust my harness. I didn't trust my rope. I didn't trust people to look after me and not kill me. <laughs> I didn't trust myself to be able to hold on or I didn't trust my feet. A lot of it, almost all of it, came down to trust. Um, and that meant that if I was halfway up a 30-metre route, suddenly I was thinking... Is my climbing cart partner going to drop me? 
Is my harness going to fail? Is my rope going to snap? And all of these things are incredibly irrational because I know that that harness has been tested vigorously before it's been put on the shelf. And I know my rope is safe. I know my climbing partner is competent, <laughs> incredibly competent. But suddenly it's, it's this feeling of, I don't trust anything. And then you get tunnel vision and your brain can't think of anything else. It's terrified, absolutely terrified. And when you can't think of anything else, you just start over. You just start overthinking on what's going to go wrong. And I remember being halfway up a cliff. It was one of my first times out after getting uh, back into climbing after breaking my arm. And I literally, I was holding onto the side of the cliff and I was crying like bawling my eyes out. I was so terrified, but I pushed through it and I got to the top and I realized I'm still alive. I didn't die. My climbing partner is stoked that I got to the top. I'm safe. I can go home now. <laughs> I can sleep in my nice warm bed. And it's that, it's that reward afterwards that kept me going that I'm terrified at the moment. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die but I haven't died, I'm okay, I got to the top, I'm going to go and do that again. For some ridiculous unknown reason, let's do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really interesting, actually. Um, is there, did you have to kind of build up to that? What's that process like? There was definitely a lot of building up to that. Um, I had to learn to really give myself a lot of patience. I went from being able to climb quite well um, with a lot of confidence and confidence in my own ability to suddenly not trusting myself at all, not as I say, not, not trusting anyone else around me and becoming quite impatient with myself. Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I just climb the way that I used to climb? Um, and that was quite a, a big learning curve. Um, having to put trust in people when I didn't trust them was quite a big obstacle to overcome. And of course, those people were, were worthy of trust. I knew that they were safe people. Um, but trying to tell your brain that they're safe people when your brain's shouting, no, 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 everyone's going to kill you, is a completely different story. Do you find yourself using those kind of patterns now as well, reminding yourself to trust people and or are you completely over it? No, no, no. Um, it's something that it's something that I have to constantly work on. So even now there are, there's a trend where I will only allow certain people to belay me because and belayings when you have someone on the rope and you're you're taking in the slack as they're climbing so that if they do fall you've got them nice and tight so there are certain people that um i will allow myself to be belayed by and then there's others where again even though i know that they're very safe people and i can trust them i'm i'm still quite you know i still struggle with that trust um and it's trying to remind myself as well that this is a, a personal thing this is a me issue it's i can't i can't reflect on other people and, and make myself feel like they're incompetent when they're absolutely not. I need to make sure that I work on myself and I work on that trust and learn that people are safe and I'm not going to get hurt again. 
um, which I think also applies in every day as well, learning how to trust people, even if that might not come naturally. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, actually. Are there any lessons that you've been able to carry over to day-to-day non-climbing life? I think in general, there's a lot of transferable skills, both physically and emotionally, where climbing's concerned, that can be applied to almost everything, whether it's work or um, like self-reflection. Probably a big example is um, the analysis that comes with climbing. So if you finish a route and you look back at it and you think, okay, well, I did this move really well, but that move I kind of struggled a bit. Where did I go wrong there? What can I do better next time? Um, Was it my you know, was it my foot in the wrong place? Did I need to shift my balance in a different place? And although those physical um, physical movements don't necessarily apply to to life, I think the being able to analyze and reflect is quite an important um, day-to-day skill that's that's really transferable from climbing. I mean, there are there are loads and loads of other examples I can give, but I think that's probably my biggest one. Specifically, also, when I've mentioned uh, this interview or climbing in general, the number one response I get is people saying, oh, no, I couldn't do that. I'm really scared of heights. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something you've had to deal with? Yes. Yeah. I was so scared of heights when I first started climbing. Um, And I think also it's easy to confuse fear of heights and fear of falling. And some people realise that actually they don't have a fear of heights, they have a fear of falling. Other people realise actually I have a fear of heights and I have a fear of falling, so we've got double the stress here. Um, when I started climbing, I I got maybe 10 metres up on my first time and I was like, no, nope, that's it, I'm down, like, coming back down. And slowly you start getting a little bit higher and you gain a little bit of confidence, you gain trust in the people that you're climbing with. Um, and one day you get to the top. And it's, it's, it's a massive achievement. It's, it's brilliant. But also, there's a huge stress, I think, with people um, thinking that climbing is about getting to the top. And a lot of the time, I've done this myself before I started climbing, I thought that it was about getting to the top. And I know that there's that cliche of, you know, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. But you know what? Sometimes it is that. Like, the, the enjoyment of trying to climb a difficult route, even if you don't get to the top, can still be hugely satisfying. So if you are someone who's maybe afraid of heights or afraid of falling, and you are interested in trying climbing, you can still join us. And you can, even if you only get a few metres off the ground, you'll still find yourself hugely impressed with what you've been able to achieve. And you'll come back next week and realise that you got a little bit higher and then a little bit higher. Are there routes or days that you can point to where you did that, that you actually didn't get to the top, but you had a good time or you made progress? All the time. Positive. Yeah, all the time. My, my, my favourite quote in climbing, I don't actually know who said it, but it's the best climber in the world is the one having the most fun. And I love that because, again, it's not about getting to the top. It's like, I got halfway up that route, but I had a blast trying my hardest. Those moves were tricky. Um, In in climbing as well, I think it's probably worth mentioning that uh, everything is graded. So um, the the grading system, let's say hypothetically, it works up from a 1 to a 10. That's not the actual grading system, but for lack of a better way of explaining it. um, And each grade gets progressively higher. Every single route in the world has a grade. And within that grade, there can be either it's a particularly technical 
route. So maybe you might have particularly small holds and you have to figure out how to balance yourself or how to use good technique. Um, you could also have routes that are the same grade, but they're strenuous. They're really strong. They might be steep. Um, with those, with either of those routes, they might be a 30 meter route that's quite a high difficulty rating or they could also be a 10 meter route with an even higher technicality difficulty. So again, it's not about the height, it's not about the, the getting to the top, it's did I do that move well? Can I do that move and enjoy doing that move? Am I doing it comfortably? Am I using good technique? There's all of these things to consider that makes it so much more than just getting to the top. We were also going to talk about uh, sort of social media and building that mm. presence. At what point did you at what point did you kind of move into that space? So it kind of happened by accident actually. Um, when I was recovering from breaking my arm, um, one of the ways to help myself was to go down to the crag. So the crag is where the, the climbing is outside. So I'd go down to the crag and I would take my camera. Um, again, you know, I've been doing photography for years, so it felt like a nice, like I can still be there, I can still enjoy the outdoors, I can spend time with these people who I've made friends with, but I don't have to feel pressured into actually climbing. Um, so I would just take my camera down and I would take some pictures of everyone climbing and I, I just started posting them on Instagram and turns out people really like photos of climbing <laughs> and it just sort of grew. Um, I didn't exactly plan for it, but yeah, it, it just grew naturally, which is really quite nice, I think. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that response. There's something really unique about building up a platform where people are interested in what you're creating and what you have to say. Um, and I found, eventually kind of found myself moving into this space of, I have people who are interested in my photos and they're, they're, they're replying to my captions. How can I make this relevant? You know, what, what can I add to this? You know, how can I make this really worth it and opening up conversations around everything from new climbers starting out all the way to mental health and people talking about mental health um, talking about my experience in Jersey um, it was really important to me and it still is that um, especially in an environment that gets so cluttered on social media can just get so cluttered that if I have something to say or I have something to share, that I want it to be relevant. I want it to be important and important to me and genuine and authentic. Um, and I think that probably helped build up um, build up a following as well because those conversations are important. And if you've got a platform to talk about those things, then people really appreciate it. It sounds also like it's about the back and forth rather than just you putting out things that people can admire mm, yeah absolutely and I think um, my, my recovery had a lot to do with that as well because at the very beginning um, there was a lot of talking about going out um, trying a route crying not getting to the top being gutted because I didn't get to the top and 
then the next week there would be a post saying I'm really stoked I, I you know I did this route I'm really happy with myself and then the week after it'd be like I'm crying again because I'm so frustrated with the fact that I can't get up these routes and dealing with that fear like all of those emotions that fear um, the frustration honestly embarrassment knowing that I could do this, but I can't physically do it and I can't emotionally do it, but I I would have been able to do it six months ago, you know? Um, and talking about all of those uh, all of those types of things, um, yeah. I'm sure that's something that a lot of people can relate to in some area of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I think, you know, I hold it quite... Um, quite close that one of the biggest compliments that I got is um, when people would message me saying that that I encourage them to continue climbing through their fear um, or they were thinking about climbing but they weren't sure um, and they decided to give it a go and that's that that's really nice mm-hmm mm. you mentioned as well having uh, conversations about mental health Uh, via social media could you tell me about those conversations I think it's important to talk about mental health I think whether you've suffered with mental health before or you haven't suffered about mental health just being aware of those conversations accepting that those conversations need to happen um, making people aware of mental health that can affect other people there's there's a lot of conversations that need to happen there and I think whether Again, whether someone has actually suffered with their mental health or not suffered with their mental health, I think everyone can appreciate having those conversations, the awareness that needs to be built. Um, and, yeah, just personally, that's something that I feel quite strongly about. Yeah. If that's, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, I guess I was wondering if you found... Um, you'd built a space maybe where people are open to having those conversations or um but maybe not I don't know um probably in a roundabout way I guess um a lot of the conversations started around um my emotions towards getting back into climbing which you know is a, a part of the category of mental health I suppose and um people relating to um, all of those conversations that can be had, um, opening up that dialogue, people commenting, saying, you know, I've experienced the same thing, regardless of what the subject might be. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering also, um, excuse me, do no, you, <laughs> um, do you think that Jersey does a good job at fostering those creative careers or projects um, in that in that space that you're in? Or alternatively, what could we doing, be doing better? I think there are a lot of creatives in Jersey with a huge amount of talent. And that's everything from photographers to videographers, um, you know, artists more. Um, there's a lot of potential, um, there's a lot of talent in Jersey, um, but I think personally, in my experience, I think that the opportunities for that to grow can be quite restricted. Um, I'm not saying it can't happen, but there is this feeling of, well, if I wanted to be 
um, a professional photographer, for example, in, in my experience, um, I wanted to be a fashion and portrait photographer. And I couldn't really do that in Jersey. It's, this was, you know, 15 years ago. So things are getting better now. Creatives are, um, they have a lot more space in Jersey now, um, I think. But we could still do with growing on that and giving more opportunities for creatives to stay on island instead of having to take their work off island, I think is, in my opinion, probably the, the biggest issue. And is there any other message or anything that you want people to know? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, just if you're interested in trying climbing, um, seek out the Jersey Rock Climbing Club. We're a really friendly group of people. Well, I mean, I like to think we are. Um, you know, we try to be encouraging. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, helping people learn, helping people grow. Um, if you are interested in joining, um, we have indoor wall sessions during the winter, which we have catered uh, for new climbers. So even if you're an absolute beginner, it doesn't matter. Come and join us. You can come for one session and decide you don't like it. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Or you might find that actually it is the best sport in the whole world. I'm not biased at all. And you'll want to come every single week. <laughs> um, and during the summer, we have outdoor sessions once a week, which anyone is welcome to join us for. We have equipment and we've got um, loads of people, loads of volunteers, uh, committee members all around to help. Um, help you learn, help you understand what's coming. Um, if you have any questions, you know, we've got the resources and we've got the people there to, to help guide you through that process. So if you're interested in climbing with us, we'd love to have you. Um, climbing is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks again for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please do follow us on social media, read our website, baileywickexpress.com, or our sister publication, The JEP.